0: Hey there, friends, I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius, it is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time. There is so much to be learned in The Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com and grab your copy of The Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon. Hey, friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. I'm a profit strategist and inventory genius, and I'm looking forward to helping you become an inventory genius as well. So today, we are going to turn our focus to the balance sheet. Last week, if you had a chance to tune in, I uh, shared a recent workshop that I hosted for North Dakota. Um, for the Entrepreneurial Center in Jamestown, North Dakota. And they allowed me to share that workshop with all of you. Uh, We discussed the understanding of financials, and it was probably about a 45-minute workshop or so. Really fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that, please do so. Um, But I touched briefly on the balance sheet, and I wanted to dive a little deeper into what the balance sheet is all about, how it works, and specifically how it works with your inventory. So that Understanding Your Financials workshop that I hosted and shared with you last week was really for any small business owner. So um, we had all types, sizes, um, you know, styles, industries on that workshop call. Um, but I wanted to dive into the balance sheet specifically as it relates to inventory, because I didn't speak to that point uh, very much on the workshop, just because we were really discussing financials um, just at a high level look for all industries. But as an inventory-based business owner, your inventory plays a key role in the balance sheet, and I wanted to dive into that today and talk about that with you. So I thought the best way to approach this which actually was to actually uh, read a little bit out of my book, Inventory Genius. I have an entire chapter that's focused on the balance sheet, and so I thought there'd be no better way to launch our conversation today than to just read you some excerpts from the inventory genius book if you have not had a chance to grab a copy yet please do so you can find it on amazon or on my website SierraStockland.com. it's a quick and easy read in fact a couple of the reviews um, for those that have left a review um on amazon have really said specifically how much they love that it's short and sweet and to the point it's a very quick read you can get through inventory genius in about two hours um, which I did specifically, right? Because, you know, who amongst us wants to sit down and read about inventory for days and days? We want the high-level, bite-sized, actionable steps that we can take and implement today. Um, and so from my book, Inventory Genius, we're going to dive into chapter eight, which is focus a strong balance sheet. You cannot become an inventory genius without understanding how inventory fits on the balance sheet recession pandemic, technology, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. And I think all of us understand this, right? We went from 2019, life as usual, building our businesses, plugging along to 2020. Everything's closed, Crazy pandemic. what you know what else could go wrong um, to the end of 2020 when business began booming, social selling was at its peak. We did so well online. 2021 was a fantastic year for many of us. 2021, 2022 were two years where business began to really grow. And we saw sales that we had never seen in many of our businesses. People were spending money. People were loving shopping online. uh, People were were loving the idea of sitting down and, you know, jumping in a Facebook group or on Instagram and, and social buying from us as we were social selling our product To 2023, when we're seeing now that the economy is different than it was several years ago, the workforce is changing, consumer behaviors change. So recessions, pandemics, technology, all of this shows us that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. And the business that lasts are those that have a strong balance sheet. So what does this look like? A strong balance sheet shows cash in the accounts, assets that are correctly accounted for, and no debt. So if you look at a balance sheet, we have two main sections on that document or on that set of, you know, the piece of the financial set. We have our assets at the top and we have our liabilities at the bottom. A strong balance sheet is one that has cash in our accounts, that our assets are accurately recorded and accounted for, and that we have very little to no debt. This is what makes a strong balance sheet. So when I first launched my business, 2006, my retail business, I had another business before that. But when I launched my retail business in 2006, um, recession, had no idea that was around the corner, right? So I launched this high-end maternity baby store. And then before I knew it, it was 2008. And who remembers what happened in 2008? 2008, we had a recession, okay? So I've lived through this in retail before. I've lived through this in an inventory-based business before. We had a recession. And, um, and so I shifted the concept that I that I had, and that I was bringing to the masses, we ended up growing and building it and franchising it through that time, we were thriving. And, um, and you'll read in the book a lot of things that I did wrong. Um, But one of the things I did right was to hire a profit strategist for my own business. I wish I had hired him way sooner. Um, But when I finally found him, one of the things that he kept drilling into me was this, Sierra, the businesses that will survive any storm that can weather any storm are those that have a strong balance sheet. And he would say this to me before I even knew what he was talking about. I didn't even know what a strong balance sheet was. I didn't even know what a balance sheet was all about. I didn't know how to read one. It was, you know, all so confusing, but he kept telling me that Sierra, those businesses that have a strong balance sheet are the ones that can weather any storm. And as I began to understand what the balance sheet meant to my business and what it was telling me about the story of my business, it clicked. A strong balance sheet, meaning one that has a lot of cash that shows Accurately recorded assets and has very little to no debt can weather any storm. We can weather a pandemic. We can weather a recession. We can weather the challenges that we might face with hiring. We can weather, you know, a literal storm. It rains, our roof falls in, we have to be closed for three weeks or a month. We can weather those things because we have cash on reserve. We have little to no debt, meaning we can sustain our business without having the doors open for a while, because we don't owe anyone anything, and so we aren't under that constant stress of the next debt payment is due, I have to sell, 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 I have to chase the sales in order to, you know, um, to service the debt load, we don't have that problem, we have assets that are accurately, accurately recorded, meaning we know exactly how much inventory we own, a strong balance sheet is key. And so if you are listening today, I want to drill that into you the same way that my profit strategist drilled that into me over the next several years as I worked with him, a strong balance sheet. I want you to be working towards cash on reserve. I want you to be working towards your assets constantly accurately recorded. And I want you to work towards eliminating debt, getting a really strong balance sheet is going to be so important so that you can weather whatever storms are on the horizon as it relates to an inventory-based business. Um, if you think of the cycle of business as well, whenever t- times are tough, you're going to see a lot of businesses fold. So we saw a lot of businesses opening up, a lot of boutiques specifically or inventory product-based businesses that opened it up and launched heading into, before the pandemic, so heading into 2020, right? Suddenly we saw everyone and their brother opening up a, a store in the basement or opening up a Facebook, Facebook group and social selling or, um, you know, launching a website because it became easy. We could just go to the bank and get a loan. We could buy some product. We could tell our friends and family. People would show up and they would purchase from us. And so suddenly there were a multitude of inventory-based businesses anywhere and everywhere we decided to look, Right. But because the foundations for so many of them were not strong, they made it through the pandemic possibly, and then they made it into this wave of, you know, this surge of consumer cash in the market. So people were suddenly buying, they made it through that. But right now, as things are tighter, as the economy is shifting, as consumer behavior is changing again, because we didn't have a strong foundation built, those businesses are closing up shop by the dozens they're folding up and going home. And if you, as a listener, are building a strong balance sheet, opportunity will come for you as your competitors close up and go away one by one. The stores and the businesses that have a strong balance sheet will find opportunity to then go in and grab market share. That is how it works. And so I want you to be building a strong balance sheet. We all know and love Dave Dave Ramsey. Uh, For the advice he gives families and individuals about becoming financially free in their personal lives. I think everyone listening knows of Dave Ramsey, whether you follow him or don't, if you use his methods or don't, we all know who he is. And we know that he gives advice to families and individuals about becoming financially free in their personal lives. But do his teachings apply to business as well? They absolutely do. In fact, Dave Ramsey says that debt magnifies your mistakes, kills your cash, and puts your business's very survival at risk, it should be avoided at all costs. I'm gonna read that again. This is from um, DaveRamseySolutions.com. It was an article uh, for uh, financial business mistakes to avoid. So if you Google that at RamseySolutions.com, uh, business mistakes to avoid. I pulled this quote cause I just really love it. And I think it so apl- applies to our conversation today his teachings um, apply to business just like they do to personal and individual uh, financial success. And he says this again to quote, debt magnifies your mistakes, kills your cash, puts your business's survival at risk. Number one, debt magnifies your mistakes. If you are low on cash right now, if you're constantly struggling to pay the bills, if you're finding that a lot of sales are coming in, but you're always out of money, and you go get a capital loan, you secure more debt, it's only going to magnify the mistakes you're already making. If you don't drill down and get to the root of why you're low on cash, what you could do to change and solve that problem, and you just infuse more capital by taking on more debt, you're going to magnify the problems you already have. Because now you not only have an issue with Bad cash flow, you have an issue with bad cash flow and an additional debt payment to make, right? So it magnifies your mistakes, it kills your cash. This is so key. So when I when I look specifically at capital loans, so when I see those as I head into um, a new project with a client and I see that they have a capital loan, um, the first thing that I like to show them is what that capital loan is doing to cash flow. So I want you to picture this, or if you have a pen and paper, you can write it down so you can visualize, like literally look at this and visualize it. So let's take sales at $10,000. So $10,000 in sales, let's say per day. Okay. So I have a $10,000 day. My cost of goods sold is let's say 50% because I don't really know what's going on in my business. I just mark everything up times two. Okay. So $10,000 in sales yesterday. The inventory cost me five. So that was $5,000 in cost of goods. I'm left with $5,000 in gross margin. Now let's say to own and operate, to to open my doors, to turn on the lights, to pay my people. Let's just say that cost me $5,000 a day as well. Okay. So I made 10,000 cost of goods was five, which left me with $5,000 for operating. And it cost me $5,000 to run my business. So yesterday at $10,000, I had a break-even day. I made made $0. I didn't lose anything, but I didn't make anything. If you have a capital loan, it kills your cash. Let me show you, okay? So next to what you just wrote down or in your mind's eye, I want you to think about this. $10,000 in sales, but let's say I have a capital loan and it's 17% of top-line revenue. Okay. So I'm going to take that $10,000. And before I get to even distribute it or think about it, my capital loan is going to automatically pull 17%. So it's going to take away $1,700 from my day. Okay. So I have 10,000 that came in. It's going to pull $1,700 right off the top. And we think, well, that's great. Cause I don't have to worry about a payment and you know, it'll just come off every day. Believe me, I have done this. You guys, I did the same. I took a capital loan at one point in my business and I was so excited that day until the next day when they started pulling cash and I couldn't control how much came out and I had bills due. It was so stressful and here's why. $10,000 in sales. They're going to pull 17% right away. This leaves me with $8,300 dollars My cost of goods sold remains the same. It's $5,000 to sell that product. Okay, so now I have 8,300 minus the 5,000 before it left me with $5,000 to pay for my operating, which cost five grand. Now I'm only left with $4,170 and it cost me $5,000 to run my business. And now I have a deficit. So while that cash felt amazing coming in, the debt kills my cash flow. It kills my cash. And number three, he says it puts your business survival at risk. That should be avoided at any cost. So if you're thinking about building a strong balance sheet, I want you to be thinking about building up cash reserves. I want you to be thinking about eliminating debt as quickly as you can. And I want you to make sure that your inventory and all other assets are recorded accurately. We've already talked about debt magnifying your mistakes, remember the conversation about borrowing for relief, only to find yourself in a deeper hole. I'm referring to something earlier that I talked about in my book. We've talked about debt killing your cash. Remember, earlier in the book, we Uh, Took a look at an overview at how profit can quickly be eaten up by debt payments, which I just shared with you a moment ago. Now let's talk about debt putting your business's survival at risk and why a strong balance sheet is key to um, to weathering any economic storm. Okay, so first, we're going to make our way down the balance sheet and talk through how inventory fits into the picture. So at the top of the balance sheet, you're going to see a list of your cash, checking accounts, saving accounts, even cash balances. Balances held in payment processors like PayPal and Stripe, those are also going to show up at the top of a balance sheet. I'm sure you've heard of that statement, cash is king. Ever wonder what that means? Well, kings are at the top. Cash is at the top. Cash can do a lot for you. So when I chatted with you a little bit earlier about how as we head into economic storms, those businesses that have strong balance sheets are going to be able to capitalize on you know, the failure of other businesses. So a business fails, they liquidate their stock at below, you know, uh, wholesale pricing, you have cash, you can buy it up. Maybe you, you know, the store next door closes and that's super sad and we're, we're all sad about that. But now you're left as the only business on the block that can serve its the customer's needs. You suddenly gain that market share, right? So as we have cash, we can um, take up opportunities. Next on the balance sheet would be any assets that you own. So assets are things that add value to your company and can be sold or turned into cash. Things like furniture, equipment, vehicles, intangible assets like trademarks, right? Your website development. Um, These are things that are intangible assets. And a common mistake um, that a lot of inventory-based business owners make is that they don't put their inventory on the balance sheet. They expense it out. So they buy, they purchase, you know, they have a, let's say $2,000 Uh, PO that comes in. So purchase order for two grand, $2,000 worth of product gets delivered. They put it on the profit and loss or they expense it out instead of putting that inventory onto the balance sheet first. So as your inventory comes in, the first stop it makes is on your balance sheet because it's an asset for you until you can turn it or until you decide to turn it into cash. And so that's going to be really important. So, you know, As you're looking to build a strong balance sheet, you want to make sure that all the assets you have are accounted for accurately on the top section in that top section of the balance sheet, the asset section, okay? Inventory. So remember when we um, talked a little bit about a product-based business um, in a previous podcast and how inventory was most likely your biggest asset? I want you to think about that if you are an inventory or product-based business, that your inventory is your biggest asset. If you're a maker... If you're a wholesaler, the product, the raw material materials, those are assets to you until you turn them into products and sell them. So I worked with a jewelry maker for a while and, um, she had lots of chain. <laughs> so rolls and rolls, you know, of, of chain pounds and pounds of chain. Cause she made like hundreds and thousands of necklaces and bracelets, things with, with metal chain. Right. So that chain, that raw material, was an asset for her until she created those necklaces and then sold them. So maybe in your asset section of your your balance sheet as a maker or a designer, you're going to have raw materials. You're going to have the value of those raw materials. Then you take the value of those, (coughs) excuse me, um, you combine those and create a product with it. It still remains an asset until you turn around then and you sell it. All right. So when inventory purchases are made, I want you to think about that receipts first stop as being a balance sheet stop, okay? So you make a purchase, you print out the receipt or you're mailed or given the receipt. The first stop for that receipt is going to be on the balance sheet. And then as you sell the product, it moves from the balance sheet over to the profit and loss statement. A balance sheet, a strong balance sheet is heavy in assets and lean in liabilities, meaning we want a lot of cash, we want a lot of assets on the balance sheet, and we want as little to no debt or liabilities as possible. And if you're on terms, um, this is a liability as well. So accounts payable. If you owe money to family members, if you've personally put money into the business, maybe you made a a loan, those are all going to be um, liabilities. So we want to clean that up as quickly as possible. Um I want you to think about um the fact that building a strong balance sheet isn't just a suggestion or something for you to consider. It's crucial. I I wish I was in front of you right now and I could just look you in the eye and shake you and say this is not an option. This podcast episode is not a suggestion like, hey, you know, maybe you should think about cleaning up your balance sheet. Hey, Maybe you should think about creating a strong balance sheet. No, if you are serious about being a business owner and building a business that is here for the long-term, then you need to decide today that you're gonna get comfortable being uncomfortable with the fact that you need to build the assets in your business, build the cash in your business and be ruthless about looking to eliminate your debt. Building a strong balance sheet isn't a suggestion or an idea to consider. It is crucial that you start working tirelessly today on building a strong balance sheet. You don't know what is around the corner, a pandemic, a recession, or a mountain of legal bills. You have no idea. We don't know what tomorrow holds for us. And when that storm decides to roll in, and it will, if it hasn't already, it will, it may be too late if you haven't been preparing. You need to start now if you want a reserve of cash, an accurate recording of what you own and no debt with a strong balance sheet, unforeseen circumstances of any kind, while they're uncomfortable, they will not sink you because you've built a strong foundation. So the balance sheet, I want you to be ruthless in your pursuit of building a strong balance sheet. I want this to be your number one focus in your business, not in setting these crazy goals or becoming a multi-million dollar business. I want you to be ruthless in your pursuit of a strong balance sheet because that my friend is gonna help you create more profit and keep more cash in your inventory-based business. Thank you for tuning in today. So excited to chat with you. I will see you all again next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, SierraStockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, thank you for tuning in to the Inventory Genius Podcast. All right, so around here you heard me talking about different ways that we can work together, and that's either through a mastermind or through a VIP day. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what a VIP day looks like, and it's actually not just a day. We start together working on your business for an entire day, but then that work continues throughout the year, because let's be honest, Sometimes we can get all of the information, the tools, the systems, and the processes we need right in front of us, but then actually taking the action and staying accountable to get that action done is where we fall short. So here's what it would look like. You and I would sit down literally in your place of business. I come to you. So whether that be your warehouse, your store, or any place that you own that has inventory, we sit down together, we look at your inventory, we look at your team, we look at your systems and processes. I get to know all about your business. We dig through your financials and we come up with a system and a process to create more profitability and peace of mind in your business. Then after I go home back to my house in Nashville, my office in Nashville, we'll continue that conversation meeting monthly to review our plan of action along with your financials to make sure that you stay on track. This is a very tailored program and it works. I have amazing testimonials that have been sent to me by women that I've met with time and time again as I met with them for a VIP day, put a process and a plan in place and then help them execute it. I want to be that coach for you. So if this is of interest to you, head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where you can learn more about booking your VIP day.